Welcome to another episode of the Humming Projector podcast. In the previous episode, we were talking about the Black Bull Convention. Today, we are going to talk about the British Film Collectors Convention. Normally, I would not have the same type of topic two episodes in a row, and I promise the next one will be about something different than conventions. But when Mark Williams, one of the organizers of the BFCC, approached me about the revival of this convention with a very long history, I simply just had to say yes. So with me today, I have said Mark Williams. Uh, it's really nice to see you again, Mark. Hi, Alvin. Yeah, great to see you again. I think we last met at Blackpool, didn't we? If I can say the Blackpool yes, we word did. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, great to see you. And with Mark, we have his fellow organizer, John Clancy. We have never met before, John, uh, but I have heard your name many times before, <laughs> and it's a great pl- privilege to have you here today. Yes, infamy. They've all got it infamy. You're, you're, you're notorious. <laughs> That's probably a better word. <laughs> So uh, welcome to both of you. Um, I must admit that I have never been to the BFCC. Um, I live in Norway, as you might know, and uh, uh, I have been to the Blackpool Convention uh, three times, but I never got to be at the BFCC. But now I have a chance to learn a little bit more, I hope. Um, uh, And this convention will be in London in late April, and that's why we have this episode uh, today with the two same topics, uh, two, uh, two episodes in a row, because... I really wanted to get this on air uh, in time for people to get uh, get interested in the convention and, and show up uh, in uh, a little bit more than a month. And this year's convention will be the 66th convention. Um, and that's quite a history. Uh, not many conventions could uh, show up uh, for the 66th uh, event. Uh, so no, perhaps you no could others. start with a little bit of the history of the, of the BFCC. Um, how has it been during the years? Well, neither Mark nor I were there at the first one. I think I'm right in saying, Mark, that was That's 1976. Correct. And correct, it was yeah. organized by Paul Van Sumeren, who sadly died a few years after that first convention, Stephen Herbert and Mike Smith and a few others. Uh, Patrick Malls, who did the Bring and Buy, he worked the Bring and Buy at our last convention in 2016. He was there at the first convention. And I believe he did the Bring and Buy at the first convention. Keith Wilton was at the first convention, and he took over organising the BFCC, I believe, in 1980. But the first one was in 1976. It was a bit of a different format to what we have today, or what developed a few years after 76. And what we have today is not really what we're... We're not going to be really doing the same thing that we did at our last one in 2016, where we were still about promoting the hobby and trying to keep the existing businesses going by showing their products. So it's not going to be so much about that, but that will still be a part of it. So we're going to have a new release it show. But the main thrust of this one is to just get everyone back together, have a social, enjoy film, and hopefully get our 24 foot wide screen in there. Might not be possible. So we paid the hall for the hire of their drop down screen, which is between 16 and 18 feet wide. So it's not going to be too shabby, whatever we do. But the CinemaScope screen at 24 feet, if we can get that in there, even if we can't actually fill the whole of it, it's still going to be very nice to see again. And if this is successful, then we'll see what we do next year. We might have to find a bigger hall to fit that screening. I think that's a, a brief history of the summary. What do you think, Mark? Is there anything I've missed? 
Yeah, no, no. I mean, it sort of gives a good sort of start. I think I got involved at the uh, when it was getting. I must have been the height of the copy about 1978. So probably the first one I went to was like the Rembrandt Hotel. Because that oh, was like, yeah. was that a co-production, nice wasn't it, with Movie Maker? Yeah, they got involved yeah, with that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and that that was very quite a swish hotel in uh, where was it Knightsbridge, wasn't it? I think the Rembrandt Hotel. Yeah, yeah. So it had a nice a nice carvery there. I mean, I remember as well. So that was my sort of probably must be about seventy eight. I should think seventy nine. Then I went up to Blackpool. My dad took me up to Blackpool in nineteen seventy nine. So that shows you how long. Uh, you know, I've been I've been sort of involved with the hobby on on and off. You know, because I sort of got um. I sort of got married on the along the way, you know, in um, back in 1985, and uh, had a few kids and things. So, but then I was all sort of hot back, really. It's which is good, isn't it? It's a hobby. It's always there, you know, which is great, you know. In 1976, that's um, roughly the same time when the Blackpool Convention started, and, yeah. and that's a really impressive history. Well, the uh, reason Blackpool say. started was because the BFCC started, and. Others thought this is a good idea. So the BFCC was undoubtedly the first. And yeah. a good idea it was, as it has been continuing ever since uh, in yeah. Blackpool and almost up to today uh, in uh, for BFCC. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's been a bit of friendly rivalry over the years, and we were talking about it the other day, Mark, and we, we as much as it's been good fun, I don't think um, the hobby should have any rivalry anymore. So we're going to try and do more things together with the people who are now organising Blackpool. Because between us, we Definitely. can maybe work together, build the hobby back up. Mm. And there are some developments in the hobby, you know, Super 8 in particular. So anyone who wants to get into it now, it's not going to be cheap. But you don't have to have much on Super 8 for it to be tremendous fun. Because whatever film gauge you run in the home, you're effectively playing at cinemas as they really, well, I was going to say really are, but as they really should be. Because not many of them these days have got the ability to run film, even if the film product is available to screen. So Super 8, 16mm, and a bit of 35mm, whatever you go for in the home, you've got cinema in the home, as it should be. Exactly. And the BFCC continued uh, from, from 76 to 2016. Um, what happened in 2016? Do you know why it... <laughs> Uh, was the last year in a while? Um, I'm, I'm new to this, so I actually don't know. Well, um, we were waning, weren't we, really, Mark? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, you know, it was a bit of a struggle getting everybody through the door, wasn't it? I think that you know back then as well, you know, for sort of, you know, sort of, because it was it Ealing, wasn't it? Alarm was it in the last? Yeah, it was at the um, the yeah. school. What was the name of the school? Can't even remember the name of the school now. It was the um, yeah. Yeah. St. Benedict's, that's it. Yeah, St. Benedict's, yes, yes. And um, uh, anyway, this, it would have been, we would have been able to continue there for a few years, but um, the school started getting a national lottery grant, and they didn't really need us spending some money with them to hire their main hall and uh, the gymnasium, I think it was, to put, the jeep, to put the dealers in. And so that was becoming increasingly difficult to get what we wanted from them. It wasn't the ideal location, but I'm sure most people organize things around, well, anywhere in the Western world now, particularly the UK, everything is getting phenomenally expensive. And so we were effectively kicked out of the Ealing Town Hall when they suddenly thought, rather than getting a thousand pounds, let's actually select who we 
have to hire our hall and go for weddings, and we can charge them three and a half thousand pounds. So we had a deal for the last one there, which was about oh, when was that? About 2012. We had a last convention in Ealing Town Hall, and we said goodbye to that, but they they let us have it for fifteen hundred pounds. So we were struggling to cover our costs holding that one, and then we got the cost down again by going up the road to St Benedict's Day School. But unfortunately, that was slightly out of Ealing Town Centre. So whereas the town hall was on the end of the Broadway, so people would go next door to the pub for lunch, they could go shopping in the town centre. I mean, for years there, there was an HMV. So it's a relationship. There was the ABC Cinema opposite, which was a good focus to look out on. And the town hall itself to look at was beautiful. So we, we lost all that. And... Um, so it was a bit of a downer, really, although the venue we had at the school, I think, was probably better. It wasn't in as good a location. And so we had to take a break because we were on the wane. And um, I was getting a bit depressed about it because I wanted everyone to remember the BFCC as it was, which was undoubtedly the best film convention with the biggest screen, the, the best fun and the best film shows, and lots of film shows, <laughs> lots of film shows. And we did go into the in for video projection as well, but that was mainly with bespoke productions that Keith Wilton put on, uh, put together with Ken Locke. Now, sadly, Ken Locke has died, so we haven't got him to be one of the master of ceremonies and present shows and do talks. But Keith Wilton is still with us. And he's getting on a bit now. I think he's 85 now, is Keith. So he's been organising it, I believe, from 1980 up until 2016. And I did think he was getting a bit too old for this, a bit too stressed. And I thought, if I can move back closer to London, then maybe if we can find a way to promote the BFCC again, we can bring it back. And that's what Mark and I are trying to do. But Keith is going to be there as a Master of Ceremonies, as usual. I'm going to be picking him up in the morning and uh, picking him up and the screen, which we went in a couple of weeks ago to find the screen in various <laughs> places in his loft, the speaker cables, and, you know, all these sort of things that you need to put on a convention that everyone else takes for granted. There is a mass of things you have to bring, and you need an awful lot of you to get it there, whereas Keith was doing it practically all himself with a bit of help from me. He was up the top of the step ladders, wasn't he? I think you know when he was in his eighties, he was at the top of the you know on top of the stage, high stage, and then on top of step ladder trying to get the tabs right, wasn't he? That's what that's what I remember. And if it had fallen, you know, there was no safety net, was there? Um, well, one time in the Ealing Town Hall, to... yeah, one time in the Ealing Town Hall, we remember the Queen's Hall, you know, where we had the yeah. smaller hall every six months because we yeah, had it was two blackout, wasn't it? Was that the blackout? Well, I was, I was in, we were in there on a Friday afternoon setting things up with a 24 foot wide screen <laughs> with a colleague from work of mine agnello garaccino got involved for, for quite a few years we were in there keith was up this ladder we looked around we heard this almighty crash <laughs> it was keith forgot he was up the ladder and he was straight down as <laughs> it smashed and it wasn't funny really because he discolated sorry dislocated his thumb and um he was saying just pull it out john pull it Ouch. out and of course i was i was on the brink of fainting with this thing I and mean, it was a uh, it wasn't quite an attack by a great white shark or anything, but uh, it really did make us both feel a bit queasy, and we couldn't pull his thumb back in, so we had to take him to hospital. And that was all the day before the convention, oh. you know, and that was oh, that man. was the sort of thing that would go on. That was a bit extreme, but 
we built a 30 foot full. We but it built runs, a 30 runs very foot wide screen yeah. once at the Northfields Odeon out right. of um, photographic studio paper, you know, the background things that they used to sell, the different colours. Well, one of these shops, one of these um, dealers that sold this paper was just along the road from where I lived at Russell Square. And um, a friend of mine in my car club actually worked in there. So I went along and organised all this and we had it all delivered to the Northfields Odeon. It was called the Top Hat Club then. And Keith and I and my wife actually and a few others, we worked through the night to build this enormous screen out of paper. And uh, that, I think, is the biggest public screening there's ever been of Super 8. Uh, it was 34 feet wide. We had extracts from things like the Abyss. I think we had El Cid on there and a few other things. And uh, it was quite sensational. But the projector wasn't really bright enough. And that's another development that's happened in later years. We've taken um, what you can do with Super 8 projection to the extremes. Uh, we've got the brightest projector in the country just for British Film Collectors Convention. And now you touched on a subject uh, that I've been interested in, and that is how much work it is to, to make a convention. I touched uh, about uh, touched uh, that subject when I talked to Simon McConaughey as well, uh, because it's a lot of work, uh, and uh, many people perhaps don't think about that. And then it's uh, I start to wonder, why did you choose to take it up again? Uh, because you have uh, said you had been a, a little bit tired of this uh, after that many years uh, it's a lot of work and we had the pandemic and then suddenly many years has passed so how did it come together that you decided let's take it up again let's get it back uh, into london how did that come together well i think that's over to mark for that one because i don't know <laughs> yeah, well, there was. We 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 made several sort of abortive attempts, didn't we? To, but I think we were going to go down to St Benedict's Stool again. But there was various factors. I think one disastrous one was um, we we booked the hall for a certain time, and it was actually the uh, the uh, early marathon on that day. So it meant meant that the dealers were getting at eight, but none of the public would be able to get up to the main, uh, you know, to up to the main hall or anything. So or the school. So and that was a bit of a disaster. Then, then I think the school, you know, we get a little bit, you know, they, I think they offered us half day or something. I think, you know, at one point. So they, they were obviously clearly weren't interested. But um, yeah, and then we we saw, I suppose, really during the pandemic, wasn't it, John? We were speaking about it, and um, we said, no, yeah. we've got to, got to, you know, I think, I think it's very much like, you know, like a band wants to get back and play out and get back to an audience if you like there we're not saying we're led zeppelin or anything but um you know i think it's very much like you know want to get get out there and get it's nice to get the public together again isn't it? especially after the you know everybody been stuck in during the pandemic um yeah. so we, yeah we made a few attempts didn't we i think and it didn't really get but we said no let's, let's wait until the things do improve and you know thankfully they did yeah everybody got jabbed didn't they i think here in the uk it's probably the same in norway is it with the uh probably even tighter i'd imagine yeah. mark and i never stopped talking about the convention i mean we didn't speak regularly on the phone or anything but the problem the problem that i alluded to earlier was that i'd moved out of london and was living in cornwall and it's not the end of the earth but you can see it from there so it was difficult to get back to london to help keith to do anything and 
I, I used to take my sound system in with the THX amp, the THX speakers, and so a lot of the equipment came from me, and it wasn't possible to do that from Cornwall. And so that became increasingly difficult as the years went on. And then in 2016, I was almost encouraging Keith to call it a day for a while, if not yeah. permanently, depending on what happened, because we had run out of ways to promote the convention. Yeah. Now, I think we are the only convention that actually had a full-time website. It was a serious website that my colleague Aggie started at work um, one day, and then I took it on when he moved on. Um, so we had that, and that, that was a big help. People from all over the world started coming in, and I think that was a, a bit of a draw for it. They could see everything that we were doing, and they thought, I'll have some of that, and they came over, and it was, yeah. it was brilliant. We had some wonderful visitors like Doug Meltzer from the USA, um, Paul Adset, Alan Rick. You know, it's, people are coming from a long way yeah. away on the globe. But We'd run out of places to advertise. There was a time the Virgin Megastore had our leaflets and we had so many people come into the Ealing Town Hall with that convention, we thought we were going to be shut down because it was so overcrowded. I think we had about 550, 600 people in. I mean, brilliant, but a bit frightening, really. So um, <laughs> yeah. to bring this one back, it's a, it's a much smaller hall. But I thought if we could find a venue, and uh, it was... Graham Sindon, I think, recommended this hall because the 9.5 group Indeed, were yeah, using it. Yeah. Um, I thought we... Now I'm living closer to London because uh, during the pandemic, we sold up and moved to Carl in Wiltshire. And so we're only about 100 miles away from London, so it's a lot easier. Um, I thought, how are we going to promote it? And there was one thing I was speaking about when we went down to Cornwall the first time was how am I going to earn a living? So I had a few ideas. And the thing I ended up doing, I accidentally became a documentary filmmaker, which turned out to be quite successful. <laughs> I more or less learned that from Keith Wilton, because that was what he did with his film hobby. He made these documentaries about film collecting and film history. So I thought, well, if Keith can do it, I and mean, he's only had the training of the BBC, hasn't he? I'm sure I can do it. And so I'd learned all that side of things and been quite successful at it. And I thought, well, when I went to Cornwall, um, the idea was to do this documentary I've been thinking of, but then do something with our home cinema, perhaps. And of course, YouTube wasn't really going then. Well, it wasn't the thing it is today, isn't for sure. And um, so that was 2006. But when the pandemic hit and we had a letter from the government saying, you've got to shut down this business, and by the way, you can't do this, you can't do that, and three aspects to our business, and um, they all got shut down for one reason or another. <laughs> what on earth am I going to do now? So, oh, well, for the first time in 15 years, I've got some spare time. I'll start a YouTube channel on film. <laughs> and uh, I thought, if it's successful, and I remember I told you, Mark, didn't I, that if this yeah. works, uh, if this works, we'll have a way of actually promoting the hobby again, you know, pro promoting the conventions. And that's what I did. And uh, so the channel has been quite successful. And I've intro introduced or reintroduced a number of people to collecting real film. Let's give the convention a go. How many followers you got now, John? It's yeah, it's more than twenty thousand. So it hasn't gone bad. Well. That's that's good, isn't it? And you know, and even if you get a small percentage of people mm -hmm. coming along, and there's a, there's a lot of other people, sort of non um, regulars, I suppose, that are interested on this one as well. And it's on the Metropolitan line, so it's uh, it's very mm -hmm. easy, I think, to get to, isn't it? From especially from London, isn't it? It's what's like now, forty minutes out, I suppose, isn't it? Um. So now we have heard a little little bit of how you are 
plan to start this again. What can people expect when they come uh, if they've never been there before? How would you, in in short, describe the convention? What different part of the convention will they will they see when they come? Well, uh, film, 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 and film. You know, hopefully we we sort of cross promoting things here because we, we're going to run thirty five mil. We're running Super 8, of course. We've got uh, Mark Norton with his souped-up uh, HID uh, Elmo coming along. So he does, who does the guy that does uh, Blackpool, so he does a superb job, you know, presentation-wise. John, you're bringing your GS along, are you, I believe? Yeah, which has got a new HTI yeah. lamp in it, which is oh, even brighter. Fantastic. And, and we're pushing 4K as well, because it's mm. 4K is sort of struggling, I think, a bit in the UK. Very specialised and... I think if we can, you know, at least they can go out and buy, they can go, well, if there is an HMV shop left near near anybody, they can go out and buy or go online and buy a, a 4K. So I think it's important to show those sort of different um, formats, isn't it, really, on there? We're not showing any 9.5 or standard 8, I don't think, this time. But uh, <laughs> we, we can't please everybody, can we? Because, <laughs> you, know? you know, there's purists that... that they love them, don't they? You know, so I think we, you know, we stick to those formats, especially 35. I mean, it was fantastic at Blackpool, wasn't it? Again, you know, seeing that that portable 35 was amazing. You know, it just fitted on a table. They had to, it was so heavy originally. It came from a submarine, so they had to yeah. take the flywheel out and, and replace it with a lighter one because otherwise it was impossible for the three men. It took three men to lift it. But, um, and that certainly gives um, 4K a run for its money, I think, on there, you know, when he's here. You know, and it's like the like the whir of the projector, isn't it? And the rattle of the film, I think. It, people are sort of nostalgic for that as well. So I think we'd like to get the get the new people in who, who can buy, you know, the 4K or the digital guys. And also the, you know, the, the purists, you know, who love their, love their real film, don't they? Will there be dealers there as well? Yes, we've got how many dealers? Thirteen, I think we've got. I think books, it's yeah, I think it's thirteen books and about twenty tables between them. Yeah, right. And as you said, Keith Wilton will be there as well. That's <laughs> yes. it. Yeah, he's got a, a new new bow tie, I believe, and he's ready to go <laughs> and his tuxedo. But you know, without Keith, it, it wouldn't be the BFCC. It's Abby John, you know, really. So it's. Uh, and I was, um, when, when I was talking to Simon uh, about the Blackpool Convention, uh, what, what really came back to me again and again is that uh, the people is um, perhaps the most important part of the convention. So we, we yeah. come to, to enjoy the films, but we enjoy them together with other people. Yeah. So when I saw the name of Keith Wilton, I, I thought about how important he would be for the convention i oh, i haven't been there but i heard his name so many times Def, definitely, and um and i also um uh, watched uh, the video made by uh, Stuart hilliker uh, that oh, he made it from 2016 yeah. really uh, a very good yeah. video that gave me a little bit uh, of an impression of how the convention yeah. was and i will link to that video in the show notes so uh, yeah, yeah. you can watch I mean, it, it as it's, well. it's quite now the, these days it's quite similar to blackpod so you know it's certainly in spirit you know obviously they want to show as much film as possible and um yeah very simple you know with the dealers and um but we've got some special you know some special shows lined up and uh uh, you know, it was new releases. I think Lee Mannering's going to do Duran films, isn't it? Duran films, is it? Have I pronounced it right? <laughs> he's going to do it. Because Lee's just amazing, you know. He's just been pushing these releases out. Uncle get, Lee. Get, yeah, get something new on the big screen is just yeah. fantastic. Even though it might be digital sourced. I mean, you know, it's it's just great to get it out there, I think, isn't it? 
And we are a special bunch, I guess, where those of us who collect uh, film and the community isn't that big. Uh, I mean, together we are many people, but uh, most people don't know that many people around around where they live. So these conventions are, I guess, pretty important. And what I like to see uh, is what we briefly uh, talked about earlier here is that uh, although there there might be some friendly competition, I saw you, Mark, at the Blackpool convention. I know Simon McConway plans to go to the BFCC, so you are also being very friendly to each other, and that's it's something that I really enjoyed seeing. It's so uh, important, you know. It's a long way for me to go. You know, I'm, I'm basically I'm down the in West Sussex, so I've sort of going from one coast up to the north. You know, so it's a long, yeah. a long, but it's well, you know, you've got to support each other, haven't you? And I know people like Bob Nichols come. Never missed a show, has he? I don't think anything film related. They will, you know, they'd be there, you know, and you've got to support each yep. other, haven't you? I think that's the, uh, there's no longer any north and um, south divide, <laughs> is there, John? I don't think, you know. No. Well, Adrian Winchester um, is doing a lot of the work for yeah. the Blackpool dinner, isn't he, on the yeah. Saturday night? Yeah. And he did a great interview up there, which thankfully was filmed with Jed. No, uh, that's superb. So, I mean, each do part two. If we get time, it'd be nice to get. You know, get them sat down and doing a part two. I don't, I don't think we'll have enough time, but um, and although I'd also like to mention, we've got a very special Lauren Hardy show with some of the most classic shorts. It's my friend, uh, international rock uh, star Spiz Ennis is going to present the show. So that's something that's never happened, is it? At a, at a you know, at the BFCC, <laughs> and it, it's, it's a bit of a character and a bit of a raconteur. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, he's. Uh, you know, his introduction to things. A big Lauren Hardy buff. Yeah, it's going to be, we're going to be trying a few new things because Lee Mannering yeah. is putting a, I think you mentioned Mark's putting it together, his new releases on a show. Phil Sheard from Classic Home Cinemas, I've asked him to just put whatever you want to put on a show, Phil, we will put it on. And so he's going to do his own new releases show. We've got a lot of people from the film and television industry come to the BFCC. And a lot of the time you don't know it, but you get no. talking to some people there. I mean, Brian Murphy is our patron, yeah. and uh, Brian's most recent gig was the last of the summer wine, wasn't it? Before it, it finished yeah. in the last few se- series, he, he knows about this one, does he? Let's keep inviting him. I hope he, probably, I hope well, he has. Colin Clark, who uh, is is one of the team, really. He's uh, he's been on to George, so he's he's hoping to come. Yeah. So, but, but we've got other people. I mean, one one person I to dig out his business card is David Hilton, who's a, a cameraman in the British film industry. And uh, one of the things I always remember talking to him about was because he worked on shooting some of the special effects for Event Horizon. And you can just talk to these people and you just learn things that you never would have dreamt of. Because you've got, we've got two Stuarts. Yeah, two, two Stuarts, Stuart Hilliker and um, Stuart Reid are both professional film editors as well, you know, so... Uh... Yeah, so it's great that they're coming along and, uh, you know. And they're both under orders. They've got to shoot videos for us. Must be like a busman's holiday for them, mustn't it, really, I think, <laughs> you know. But, uh, yeah, more, the more videos, the better, you know. We like, you know, we like to get it, get it out there. And um, But, it, yeah, they're quite, they're quite similar now, I think. You know, certainly in spirit, I think, Blackpool. There's nothing really. I mean, Blackpool back in 1978 was like the, um, I think when Keith went up to Bill Davison, who used to be the critic for... Um, movie maker he was running the first convention i think wasn't he in blackpool and it was all like uh oh we use you mix up here lad wasn't it i think you know that sort of thing wasn't it you know and you mentioned an elmo 
Oh, you know, I know some people don't don't like Elmo, do they? But uh, you mentioned <laughs> Elmo, and uh, that's it. You're out the door. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and in 1976, there were for sure no Facebook or, or forums for people to go to. So the conventions would be the place to meet other people. And today, we, when we have Facebook and, and, and forums uh, and we can meet there, what do you think the, the place for, for conventions are uh, now? How, how important is um, a convention like this uh, in the age of forums and, and uh Facebook groups. Oh, it's 100% important. You know, you've got to, I think it's nice to have that, as John said about the, you know, it's great, the website. So it's always there. You know, you always know if they, you know, if we if decide to call it a day, then you know, you know, you go to their website. So it's nice people check up, look at the next date. And I think it's important to get that, you know, have a physical presence, if you like, as well, you know, as a sort of an online present, really, you know. And I think, you know, it's not the same. I mean, when I, if I show films at home, you know, it clears the room, everybody, everybody goes, but it, it's not the same. It's nice to run them for yourself, but it's, if you get an audience, and I think I did a show, packed show in London a couple of months ago, and I was so pleased. There's only like a small room above a pub, but it's central London, but it's, um, you know, people loved it, you know, and showing some old sat like Tintoria, Killer Shark, and, uh, you know, things like that. They, they loved it in Redneck with Franco Nero, but people loved it. You know, and I think seeing these cut downs, these different cuts of films as well, I think it makes it more fascinating, doesn't it? I think, you know. Uh, for those that have been listening now and think that the BFCC sounds really interesting, um, where and when will it be this year? Well, it's at the Chorleywood War Memorial Hall on the 29th of April from 10am till 5pm. And admission is only £5. There's a car park just across the little road there with, I think, room for about 60 cars, but there's free parking elsewhere in the area, so it's not the end of the world if we get too many people there. But it's uh, it's a lovely little location, and it's the part of the world where Midsummer Murders is shot. So anyone who thinks oh. they're watching a village, it's just outside the M25, and the reason it's outside the M25, Mark, is... Yeah, go on, you've got me there, go on. Is <laughs> to avoid the congestion tax. Oh, of course, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And being within the city limits of London, it should be fairly easy to get there for people abroad as well. It's um, right, the metropolitan line, so I think that's that's very easy, isn't it? I think you know, would you go from Baker Street? I think something like that is there. I think on the uh, yeah, it's, it's all that side of it. It's the, it's the first track in central London, isn't it? And it goes yeah. all the way out now beyond Chorleywood to is it High Wycombe? Yeah. Yeah. It goes out that far, doesn't it? So it's about half hour, 40 minutes, I suppose, 50 minutes max. Depends yeah, it's, on, a lovely, know, running. it's a lovely ride, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if people want to, to read more about the convention, where do they go to read more about the BFCC? www.bfcc.biz. So it's bravo, foxtrot, charlie, charlie, dot biz, B-I-Z, or Z, as our American cousins say out in the colonies there. We also put a lot, a lot of updates on the 8mm forum as well. That You know, so obviously people ask a lot of questions, send messages and things. So we, uh, we're always updating there. And and we've got our own Facebook group as well. So it's the official British Film Collectors uh, Convention on Facebook. And also my Bootleg Cinema group as well. So if anybody's... A, there's probably not too many Facebookers, are there? On the, there's a few, isn't there? A few film collectors, isn't there? Like Andrew yeah, it's Wood, quite a lot. Actually. Like that, you know. But uh, 
yeah, Graham Sindon, as you mentioned earlier on. So, uh, yeah, so we're trying to get out, you know, spread the word and hopefully people will make the effort to come along on the uh, 29th of April. Yeah, and then again, I, I recommend people uh, that wonder how uh, the convention uh, has been uh, previously to, to go and look at Stuart Hilliker's video. I'll link to that in the show notes. Do you have any last words before we wrap up? You know, I love to great, look forward to see everybody on the day. You know, please, please come and support it because, you know, if nobody turns up, then, you know, we will have to call it a day, wouldn't we? But, uh, you know, it'd be nice to keep people come along. We're running, you know, so 35 super 8 millimeter 4k so you know case heavy and there's it'd be various um you know dealers stalls there so you should be able to buy hopefully get a few bargains because it's always a good bargain isn't there you know at the uh, bfcc but uh yeah. perry's coming john at all any news from here at all uh he should be coming yeah he won't have oh, a dealer's table no, but he's, he's hoping no. to come along which would be yeah. nice. So that's Ian O'Reilly, Perry's movies. And yeah, and I think, you know, it's always people, you know, there's always a good sort of, uh, you know, good sort of trade there, isn't there, as well? So, uh, yeah. So please, yeah. please come along. Yeah. yeah. And where else are you going to see 4K home video projection alongside 35mm yeah. home yeah. projection? Yeah, definitely. And hopefully it will be really crowded. Um, a big thanks to you, Mark and John, for taking uh, their, your time to be here. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you very much. If you enjoyed this episode and want to follow us, you can listen to us and subscribe to our podcast using players like Pocket Casts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. You can also use any podcast player supporting RSS. Go to our website, hummingprojector.com, to learn how to subscribe. You can also listen to the current and previous episodes on our website without any additional software. If you have any feedback on this episode or a suggestion for future episodes, please send a mail to feedback at hummingprojector.com. And with this, we have reached the end of today's episode. Uh, my name is Ivan Moik, and thanks for listening. Thank you.